This is kind of a semi-job, everybody, but no, we enjoy being with you every Saturday morning, and we're really happy that you have joined us as always, and we have a guest with you for us all today, I guess, Miss Miss Bridget Lynn Dolgoff of Reno, Nevada. She's actually an osteopathic alternative practitioner and a healer. She hosts a, a show here on Revolution Radio, Studio B, Saturdays at 8 o'clock. I'm going to have to ask her about her publicist on this one. Carrying stones and digging holes to cultivate consciousness. Uh, anyways, Bridget is currently focusing on her alternative health practice in Reno. And without further ado, let's introduce her. Hi, uh, Bridget, how are you? You know, it's really quiet. Let's see why that's so quiet. Let me check some other settings here. Maybe it's still me and I'm being a klutz. It is me. All right. Hi, Bridget. Now you're there. Hi. Welcome Hi. back. <laughs> yeah, that was me, man. I got so, if you saw what I do, I'm flying an airplane here and, uh, you know, sometimes I forget to take off. So there we, we, now we, we got you taken off. Bridget. Hi. Welcome to Inside the End Life. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was, I had a show on after you on Saturdays called Carrying Stones and Dinging Holes for like, I don't know, two some odd years. And then, um, and then I had to take a break last March. I just, I was exhausted just carrying so much stuff around and took some time off. And then now I'm in Studio B with Kelsey. Um, and we put our two shows together because she had a show that she couldn't keep up with. Was too much work, you know, individually doing our own show. So we came together. So that's why it's Fair now enough. it's called Carrying Stones and Digging Holes to Cultivate Consciousness because there are two shows together. <laughs> you know what? If we were to say that name maybe four more times, the hour will be over and we can all go home. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I don't know how you came up, but that's a good one. Uh, you know what it is? What's interesting? I thought you were the gal that was following me and I had some of my listeners had called me and says, Hey, Dennis, there's this gal following you. She's, she's not in your, you know, in your genre. She's not really complimenting what you're doing, but she's got some interesting stuff. You should give her a listen. And I'll be honest, uh, because I'm tired at the end of a three hour show plus the prep time and post production time, I'm basically going out to dinner. So I never caught much of your work, but it's great to have you. Yeah, and it's definitely something that I know some of our listeners here to this show had complimented you on. So that was a uh, a very positive thing. Normally we don't get that, but you did get some very good comments from some of the listeners. Well, I appreciate that, you know, because I very seldom hear anything. I mean, you know, we have something in common, Par, and Par reached out to me when I had my show, and then we just opened up a dialogue, you know, and started doing some other things on the side social media things, but <clears throat> you don't always hear like if you're doing a good job or you're not doing a good job. So sometimes it's hard to gauge it. So I always just kind of go with my heart with what, you know, um, what I'm going to do on the show or, you know, I show, know, but. you know how I know I'm doing a good job. Hmm. I get these trolling emails that basically says, Fetch, you suck. And I was like, okay, I, I did a good job. <laughs> I've gotten some hate mail too, so yeah, no. Um, so yeah. I, I know yeah, I triggered somebody that show. It's like, all right, that was a good show. All right, I did a good job that show. <laughs> Anyways, I hear you're in somewhat of the alternative medicine and also you have some Native Indian in you. Is that actually no. a true statement or something? No, my, to that? Well, my great grandmother on my mom's side. Um, was a, you know, medicine woman. Okay. Um, and, you know, with a little bit of native, but she had a lot of the energy or power, you know, the teachings. 
And then on my dad's side, he comes from Russian um, lineage over there. So I have a little bit, but I'm not actually Native American. Okay. Um, but I do follow the Native path. Um, and so probably a term that would probably be used for somebody like me would be metis, which is like half and half, you know, like kind of a thing. So is, is that comparable to, of, is that comparable like in culture to a mutt? Probably, <laughs> but a faithful mutt, <laughs> a good, good faithful mutt. <laughs> now, before we get into some of your alternative health issues, obviously it's a, uh, uh, Politics is raining right now in the United States, as you can imagine. You're in the States. I'm not, but uh, it's hard to escape it because everyone asks me about the States daily. Uh, you had something to do with Nevada. People keep telling me you have a very interesting story to do with Nevada politics. Can you share any of that with us? Yeah. Um, on my YouTube channel, I did a three-part series at one point in time, so it's in there somewhere. It's from probably 2000. Nine and ten called, uh, you could look it up on my web, on YouTube, it's called Holistic Battlefield 1, 2, and 3. Um, on my YouTube channel, which is um, Conscious of Economics and Urban Farm Project. So it goes back to 2000, well, I had had have a private practice here in Reno for years. Um, and then I left for a while to work on some other projects I had was doing some cult consulting kind of in a business setting uh, for building holistic, 100% holistic medicine centers internationally. We had a couple people who were involved. We had some native communities that were involved in it. We were going to also be able to build alternative medical insurance that people could get. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my business partner ended up um, all in all getting murdered <laughs> By the government, and um, I'm not going to call them by their real last name, but I'm just going to call them the shrubs. Um, were involved in it, um, and so when I decided to come back to Reno after doing a lot of this work and consulting, and getting some other education, holistic education under my belt, um, I opened up a mini clinic at a um, a kind of a, a place that rented out to several different kinds of alternative people. And in January 2009, the state decided to start, well, actually it started in the summer of that year. They started to illegally um, go after all kinds of alternative practitioners. And um, eventually we found out with fake cease and desist and, you know, because that community doesn't really understand legal things or law and they do their best to, you know, do no harm and stay out of kind of the spotlight. So they were targeted. They were terrified. Um, inevitably, we found a bill. And it's when I went from a conspiracy theorist was through the Nevada legislature in the 2009, six months, um, where everything that I had seen or known about conspiracy wise was actually in bills at the legislature. So, excuse me, I still have some trauma over that whole section of my life, but um so my throat's like trying to close up. Yeah, I, heard, I heard that. It's like <laughs> I'd send you some water, but it might get my microphone a little wet before it got there, so I kind of have to wait. <laughs> so, um anyway, 
they started ceasing desisting people. People lost their houses. They couldn't pay their mortgage. I mean, people who had, you know, um, by the system's rules, played the game, you know, even though they were, like, alternative. And I got come after, and it was um, pretty radical. So we ended up finding some people. I ended up aligning with um, a woman who's a brilliant legal mind, um, was is, is and was Mormon. She just tried to run for a Senate position here in Nevada after years of, you know, fighting for people's rights in the legislature. And we agree, disagreed on some things, but we totally agreed on alternative medicine. Nevada has a law that dates back to like 1919 that's based on frontier medicine. So we're, we're like really the only state that you really, good or bad, could do anything alternatively. Um, and so they, what they, we did, we found a bill that was going through the legislative council. I think it was SB 69 at that point in time that would have called the Complementary Medicine Act would have um, basically made anything alternative, including supplements, any alternative therapies, blah, 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 a felony, <laughs> a level one felony. And um, yeah, so we, I ended up fighting that bill single handedly. The, sup, the federal supplement industry actually came down, kind of laid some pressure down. And they finally kicked kicked the bill out. But you would have had to gone to a doctor. And if a doctor wanted to write your prescription for a massage or vitamin C, then you could have it. But otherwise in this state, you know, you could have been arrested for, you know, doing even long-distance healing on somebody in another state. So ended up fighting that and a whole bunch of other bills. I ended up learning law. I mean, I was on the fence with common law and just different kinds of law. But that was what pushed me over the edge, and that's how I also met Anna Von Wrights through messaging before she ever had a blog or, um, you know, more people knew about her, and she kind of helped me with legal stuff as well as a um, a, um, a retired a common law court judge also that, you know, is long retired from the, that kind of position because we don't really have those kind of courts anymore. So that's kind of like... Um, then, you know, the states and the, they sent the cops and um, they followed me and I was at the legislature and I'd show up and was totally harassed and by not only, you know, all the paid lobbyists, but all of the people who supposedly work for the people. Um, I'm, and I'm at one just, point I'm time, just, the committee, I'm yeah, just curious if I were doing something like that after a few of few incidents and I got to know who they were, I would actually I would just start having fun with them. Did you ever get into the state of mind where you were like joking with them? Hi, you're here today. What's, what's, what's on yeah, your menu no, that today? Would happen. Like, if I was, if I was just listening on a bill, because we only had, we had eight non-paid lobbyists that were fighting for civil liberties and we had to read through 1500 bills and they were, they were way better. I was the new kid on the block. So I was actually reading the legislation and then if I thought it was, a problematic, then I would go and listen to the bill open, you know, um, and listen to all the arguments on both sides of it and find out if it's going to go through. Then I could put it on our list of watch bills that, that, you know, we had to kind of attack. So um, at one point I was listening to the medical board trying to get some new licensing and laws, you know, public policies are not laws. Um, and, the councilwoman of the meeting, the head councilwoman of the of the um, assembly, literally 
um, called me out by name behind 200 other people sitting in the back. And it was like, Miss Dolgoff, um, are we going to be like hearing from you today? <laughs> if anything, you're going to be adding. And I would just be like, um, no, not today, Madam Chairwoman. <laughs> I'm just here to listen. But yeah, it became kind of a comedy. So I, you know, I had tactics. I had to leave, you know, an hour to get down there to the legislature from where I lived. And I would take different cars all the time because if I took the same one, they had profiled me and they would try to stop me from actually going down there as well. I had to move on to somebody's couch in the desert <laughs> to kind of go into hiding. But um, I think, you know, all in all, during the time that I was going through, it was terrifying, but it really proved to me and showed me, um, you know, how hard the system works, how hard the energy fields, you know, everything that they've created works against you actively. And, you know, like a lot of the native teachers I have, they do one thing all the time is they laugh, you know, they'll just bust up and they'll just start laughing like wholeheartedly. So all in all, I've learned to have a lot more humor and I think be in the present moment more and really figure out, you know, who I am and what I am and, you know, what I was born to do. Like, you know, I'm very much into medicine. And so I fought, I fought for people's rights, you know, here in the state. And, um, um, and, you know, I hope people, the only thing that people really have is health. So whenever these, you know, powers that be start coming in, swooping in and trying to take up your food, your ability to grow food, seeds that are good to cultivate for like the next 5,000 years um, that can be handed down and passed down, um, you know, having people that have alternative abilities to be able to help you, um, you know, more as the preventative side, getting out of balance. Sometimes, you know, you can get to people energetically first before it gets too far into the physical where it has to be treated. But health is for me, I think, you know, everybody kind of has their arena and I've tried lots of different arenas kind of in the whistleblower and, you know, getting information out and what I stand for. But I think health really, after taking time off from radio um, for the last, I don't know, 10 months before I got back into this show, I just really was like, okay, where where do I need to align with? Where do I need to be on my path? And, you know, what, what is it that I believe in 100%? Yeah. And, and, and just what was the name of that? Back. Yeah. What was the name of that radio show again? Uh, the radio show I have now or the one I had before? Now. Yeah. Now. It's called Carrying Stones and Digging Holes <laughs> to Cultivate Consciousness. You know, you make Inside so the DI Live sound like a genius name now. <laughs> I thought Inside the Eye Live was long. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a genius name. <sighs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I don't really make money at the show. And so I don't have any really attachment of of what it's going to be named and, you know, kind of. Uh, did you ever come you to know, Saudi Arabia? Did you ever come to Saudi Arabia? No. Oh. But you know what? Um, I haven't really. The only countries I've traveled out to are like Mexico and Canada. And, you know, lived kind of off and on in Canada because yeah. I had uh, clients up there years ago. Because but I heard that Saudi Arabia is has really beautiful people. 
Uh, well, if you're in the right crowd, yeah. Otherwise, it's like everywhere else. But no, it's it's pretty good. They're very nice people. Much more nicer than than you understand, especially in the civilized part of it. But the reason why I asked is because your radio show is kind of like how they name streets here. You know, like really, yeah, like Prince <laughs> Mohammed bin Salman. But I don't want to say Mohammed bin Salman. I might get in trouble if I use his name. But you know, it'll be like uh, Ibrahim Al. Masood bin Abdulaziz bin Abdulrahman Alam Street. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to memorize that one. So I thought maybe you were inspired by maybe Saudi streets to come up with your radio name. Maybe. Maybe I'm starting to vibe with that kind of energy, right? (laughs) You know, so, you know, they're starting to look at alternative medicine here, by the way. It's still fairly new, but I have meetings sometimes with the health officials here. but you guys... Right, but you guys have ancient medicine. I mean, you know, like there's, you know, people that are herbalists and stuff and, and, and cultivators of the land, you know, people that have magic, real magic. I mean, anything you're doing with the soil, um, curatively or, you know, homopathically, you know, responds to the human bodies and all the animals. So a lot of people in ancient traditions have, um, you know, know a lot about herbal medicines. And I know with native culture, people who are cultivating, you know, native plants for different reasons, you know, and the relationship that they have that's traditional, um, they have like power bonds with these medicines. So if they choose to like give you herbal medicine, it even is enhanced more because of the relationship and the, the familiarity that the people who are using these herbs now, now I'm German Irish, so I come out of this German and Irish background and, and my mom had a great remedy. Uh, you know, she called it an herbal remedy. It came from plants and, and basically it was, it was a shot of whiskey followed by a pint of beer. Now have you ever, ever tried that technique? No, but I have had some people who had to take some pretty gnarly, you know, tincture maybe, you know, that I made. And what I did was I actually had them take it like in cognac or something like that. Um, because, you know, you're using an alcohol base for a tincture anyway. Yeah. So to it, get yeah, the medicine the med- to go down. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So at night, you know. Okay. Take, I got a question you know, then. I actually, let's get a serious question then. I do have a serious yeah. question. First, I'll, I'll preface it with the story. Uh, there was a guy out there by the name of Jiang Jing. Okay. He was the grandmaster of the Donghan sect of Taoism. And I was representing some of his herbal products back in the 1990s. Trick guy. I mean, really a trick guy. He did the uh, palm, no, the, uh, you know, the blood, what is it, the uh, pulse diagnosis? You've heard of pulse diagnosis? How they do the pulse? Yeah, it's very, actually, actually traditional across um, the planet, actually. Like if you go back to the oldest, you know, healers in societies, they would have, been pulse readers so um yeah i mean um not only asia but you know the tibetan buddhists i mean they use it for medicine like just across a lot of countries so yeah but the chinese are super good at it (laughs) yeah he was korean but yes uh just a genius what he could do to people and uh what he told me was that essentially disease isn't really disease, there's some type of energetical blocking. And if we can create a formula herbally that mirrors and inverse what is happening, we can basically free up the, the disease, free up the blockage, and then the body will take care of itself. Are you practicing something like that? 
Yeah, I do. I do energy medicine for sure. I do. Well, see, the thing, the great thing about osteopath medicine, like I'm not a doctor of osteopath. I, you know, tried to go down the whole medical route, but it just wasn't, it, it just didn't really line up for me coming from a family of women who did a lot of things alternatively, you know, and had a lot of gifts themselves. So, um, I'm a traditional osteopath, but the cool thing okay. about time out, time out, having, time out, because yeah. not all of us are medical people. What is an osteopath? Well, it's you know, osteo means bone, maybe like That's the articulation or okay. of bone, or you know, dealing with the structure, but. That's kind of like a limited thing because we we have an expansive like chiropractic is a branch of osteopath. You know when when Western medicine started coming into the United States, they started you know getting rid of a lot of people, and the osteopath is the one that they really you know damaged um, that had all the different branches of herbal medicine, you know articular adjustments. Um, or alignments, tissues, we deal with everything, energetically, diet, um, even psychologically. So our job is to take the person back through their timeline to heal everything, including any kind of fetal damage, whether it's emotional, energetic, right? So that's what we do. We take you back through your timeline, through sessions on lots of different levels and clearing you and putting your body... Just real quick, I can confirm to the listeners that that's actually how the Dongong Master was doing it. Taking you back through your timeline and finding where this started, this started, and then trying to clear up the entire channel all the way back to when they could actually track that it all started. So you're actually saying yeah, things that I, I can support. Yeah, and I do it energetically. Some sessions are energetically, some are physical. Uh, a lot of times I start people off on the physical because you have to kind of open them up to get them, you know, they're like horses with blinders on when they have problems and they, you're the last ditch effort and they come to see you. So there's like, you know, ways to do things. But, you know, I, I help people on all levels. I even make my own herbal medicines and eventually hopefully I have a whole apothecary so I can treat, you know, pretty much anything that my clients might have on top of getting worked on. And I just um, learned, um, I've been learning this new technique that, and it's all shamanism, right? Because it's all ancient, right? This is all ancient knowledge. And I mean shamanism in a good way, like that you are, you know, you're the medicine person who's looking at the environment and looking at the soil and the trees and trying to come up with solutions to help those beings. And then, you know, the animals and the insects and the people and looking at the totality of all of that and carrying the medicine to make it better, to heal it, the knowledge to pass on to others, you know, to, to fix it all Mm. and make it better. So a lot of this stuff is, it goes back to a lot of the shamanism work that I've done in my life. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, even, um, for example, I'll tell you this really great story because of the whole, you know, like on the politics end and the stress about 30 seconds, 30 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll come back and I'll tell that story. Okay, very good. But um, about the experience, you know, sure. of what happened, um, kind of a collision of political stuff in my own self that maybe will help people. 
Okay, sounds great. There, see, there's the break. All right, everybody, uh, it's the Fetch Inside the Eye live with Bridget Lynn Dolgoff. She's the host. She's actually an osteopathic alternative practitioner and healer and host of a really long name here on Revolution Radio Studio B. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's uh, That's banjo time. Uh, our guest here is once again Ms. or Mrs., I think Ms., Bridget Lynn Dolgoff. She, again, is out of Reno, Nevada. She's an osteopathic alternative practitioner. She also has a show here on Revolution Radio on Studio B. It's called Carrying Stones and Digging Holes to Cultivate Consciousness. She hosts that with co-host Kelsey Sweet. You can catch it Saturdays, Studio B, 8 o'clock p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Again, it's more of a, I assume, a health-related show. And uh, without further ado, Bridget, hi, welcome back. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm back. You're back. Anyways, thanks for coming. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, obviously, we're living in what we could consider right now an allopathic nightmare what is your industry doing relative to, I guess, this COVID madness nonsense that we've been hit with the past nine months? Well, I probably can only speak for myself and, you know, the clients that I, you know, still have um, and, you know, basically how I inform them and then they can make, you know, their choices. I find that they're, biggest problem is many of my clients don't really believe in it because I've educated them about virus, you know, and how your body actually makes virus to actually, you know, heal itself and detoxify itself. You know, when you reach toxic levels, you'll get like, you know, sniffles or a cold or a cough because your body tries to create a mucus um, relief, you know, to get the toxins out if you're not sweating, not getting enough exercise. So, um, you know, I think that's why they started changing the name from, you know, the Crone Vi to, um, you know, now it's the Co, you know, Id, you know, 19. So, um, because a lot of people really knew that, you know, there's no way that you could get a, <laughs> you know, a, a coronial virus. You could, you manufacture that stuff yourself in your own body. So they had to change it into something else. But I do feel like even though for pretty much most of it, it is a fraud, I think that there is a um, upgraded um, H1N1 out there. You know, who knows? It could be like an H7, you know, N5. Um, but I do believe that's going on out there. And I think that's what's causing the thrombosis. Um, in people where those are the people that are kind of dying from something. It's just the blood starts clotting and then it, it I mean, a lo- inflammation is blood clotting. So people have, you know, inflammation to a certain level. Their, their blood is already thinking and clotting, you know, so that's what inflammation is. Um, and then you have like no, um, energy. Your cells don't hold anything. They start to, the red, even the red cells collapse. Um, so there is that. So if any of my clients are picking up something that's fluy, what I have them do is just treat themselves with, you know, like alternative antibiotics that they can go get cause they know what it is, what, you know, what they should get. And then keeping them on some DMG, which is a, um, it's, I think it's considered like a B15 
And it was developed by actually Russian scientists. And what it does is it oxygenates your system so much that it heightens your mental everything. Um, they made it for athletes. So um, I tell people to take that. And then also maybe some red clover tea and to help because um, red clover is awesome with blood clotting and butt clots. And then um, and some CoQ10, increase their CoQ10. And that seems to be getting them through that that part of the the virus. But for the most part, you know, most of what's out in the media and what people believe, and even a lot of doctors don't really know what they're talking about true. either. True, true. So, you know, but also it's about, you know, being – and I think, you know, with all the stress politically and everything else, I think that's what pe- what's really breaking people down. And so, you know, they get a little bit of depression. They get pretty upset. They're not getting out in the sunlight enough. You know, we're – we're creatures of the sunlight and, you know, we have to be in the sunlight. The sun is like this power generator in our world and it helps our bodies to assimilate energy so that it can actually help to run itself. So, I mean, when you have put silica in your body, which people are really low on, um, the silica acts like little mirrors, you know, extra photosynthesis on the body. So, if you're in a really good state physically and minerally and you go out in the sunlight, you know, you have like all these little silica solar panels in your skin and tissues your and that are in the collagen, you know, you have good collagen. It actually is taking in the sunlight as an energy and recharging your body. A lot of ancient societies also understand and know this, but people aren't getting out into the sunlight and they also are low minerals. So I think that's, really what's hammering people and their immune system more than anything, I think is the emotional component um, to a lot that's going on. Do you see any rise in like bacterial pneumonias from the uses of usage of the masks? Well, right now I'm seeing a huge increase of bleeding sinus infections. Really? Yeah. So, um, because think about it, most buildings that people are going to be in for working because I've had clients and it's really hard to get them to understand the sick building. You know, a lot of the buildings are sick and the companies that you work for don't really care. They've had leaky roofs. So there's a lot of mold and fungus growth, you know, inside the buildings. And when you have heat, especially in the wintertime, um, it increases the growth because, you know, what is, what does a mushroom do? It, it kind of explodes, right, and, and spores out. This is how it expands its territory. And so you have all these things like sporing inside these buildings where these people are working, and then on top of it they're wearing a mask. So, you know, it's getting compounded. It's getting pulled into that mask like as a filter on the outside, and then whatever is going on digestively and respiratorily with you from the inside is on the inside of the mask. So you're getting kind of overly compounded um, with all kinds of, of things that your body can't actually. Um... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go anyway, ahead. so, um, yeah. So, um, so it's not the bacterial pneumonias you're seeing. You're seeing something other, but it's certainly being caused by the mask mandates. Yeah, no, it's definitely being caused. Okay. The, As yeah. you know, Bridget, we do have a, a live call-in show. We do have a caller coming in, coming in from the 705. I believe that might be Lonnie out in Canada. Hi, Lonnie. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live with Bridget Lindolgoff. 
Dennis. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Bridget. Uh, interesting uh, information. I have a question. Uh, a long time ago, maybe somewhere in the 15 to 20 year ago range, I don't know if you know these characters, but I stumbled across this guy on the net. And I, if memory serves, his name was Joe Croc, and he was an older gentleman. This was towards the end of his life, and he had figured out, he had met this woman who was um, in really bad shape, and he ended up figuring out how to heal her just with his hands, and he ended up doing it to other people. And, and there was this guy um, who discovered him named Tom Berryhill. And again, if memory serves, he was um, an electrical engineer for the Air Force or something, so he had access to various test equipment. And he was so fascinated with what this guy was doing to help people, he was... Uh, he was, uh, with this guy's permission, utilizing some test equipment to kind of figure out what type of energy he was producing with his hands that was working. And it turned out he was doing a form of, like, Reiki energy healing. And so this guy ended up being able to mimic it electrically, and he uh, produced a couple, uh, some machines for a while to be able to, for purchase, that you could... Um, uh, utilize this energy, and I, I, I purchased one, and uh, with a, a large copper sheet that I put under uh, our mattress, and it really does seem to help with certain things if you're feeling run down and whatnot. But what really intrigued me about it is, several years after I purchased this, um, a friend of mine who was a Reiki energy healer. She had a practice at this. She had gone to, I can't remember now, Thailand or something to study this. And I remember one time telling her about this machine. I'm like, you got to check this out. So she came over, she laid down on the bed, and I turned it on, and she absolutely freaked out. She's like, oh, my God, what, what is this? This is Reiki energy. Because she was very in tune to that stuff where, you know, a knuckle dragger like me is not. And um, I was just wondering um, how much you, you – uh, support the use of that kind of machine? Do you think it, it does much? Is it worthwhile? That sort of thing. All right. Okay, so um, I had a I had a um, Lakota Sioux medicine teacher, and I can't give her name because I don't have permission to give her name out to the public. I studied with her for a year when I was 23 to 24 years old. I did an apprenticeship with her. She had been kidnapped by NASA off of her reservation because they saw powers, you know, and they tried to help her develop the powers. And then eventually she had to escape. And then a few years down the road, I met her. She found me and she trained me. Um, and one of the things she talked about was crutches. So let me preface it this. The human body is a machine. It's a biological organic machine. The spine is, you know, basically a um, pump, a hydraulic pump. And most of the symptoms in the body are pumps. And then there's electrical. We're plugged in somewhere, right, which creates the electricity. And we're plugged into what I call the original AI, which is the creator, the creator who created all things um, in this world and other places. So when you're using other products, it's good, you know, so that you can learn the energy or how the energy runs or the field. But the key is for you to not use it long term as a crutch, but to actually utilize it and be able to mimic it. And then, but the human, the human being machine, we're capable of much more than any machine that will 
ever be made because we're the original biological organic machine that is tapped into the ultimate force. I don't know if that helped. It does. I mean, again, from the the things that I, the the basics that I understand from my friend who had this practice, uh, what you said makes total sense to me. Um, I am not, certainly not as in tune with that. I certainly couldn't use my, utilize my hands to do that to someone, but I intellectually understand it. And I know that when I'm feeling... You could do it to yourself. You could practice. You could practice on yourself, putting your hands on yourself, and developing it. I, 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 I believe that probably. Oh, you can. Well, you correct me on this. I'm, uh, probably anybody could ultimately learn how to do it, um, because we are all of the essentially the same makeup when it comes to to what you're saying, um, in terms of being electrical machines, you know. Um, biological machines. I, I, so I, some people are going to be more in tune to that than others, I suppose. But anyway, yeah, I, so, I hear something hey, saying. I just yeah, I there's a, uh, dedicated the time, I guess, to learn. Well, the other, I'll recommend kind of a book. Um, I think it's in Black Elk Speaks. And um, he talks about how his abilities to heal, because he was a proficient healer, proficient medicine man. Um, and um, he talked about how you know, like, we're not doing it, right? I'm going to take a moment before I work on my client, and I'm going to align myself. And then I'm going to reach up like a rope, like a, a cord, and plug into to the original computer system, you know, the creator, the great creator in the sky. And that's the energy that's going to run through me for the session. So the session is already pre-designed by this but by putting your hands on yourself and touching yourself and then aligning imagine yourself being plugged into that energy then your hands are conductors of that energy and then you just have to develop it by touching yourself in different places you know it's like starting when it doesn't feel good like oh back of my head doesn't feel good i'm going to put both of my hands on it like a battery positive and negative connector Right. And then plugging in, start my engine and then the power is going to be running. And then I just have to put both of those hands, positive and negative, on that spot and just see what happens. Not try to control it to do whatever, but just allow it, you know, to run through you. And there's always a prayer, too, that I do. I always ask, you know, the creator and the grandmothers and the grandfathers and the good spirits. I always ask that they come in and and they help me and align my mind into the right and good mind, align my heart into the right and good heart, and, and align my good heart with my good mind, you know, and then I'm going to plug in, and then I'm going to see what happens during the session, you know, like, what what, what am I feeling, um, that energy that's coming through, is it mental, emotional, physical, psychic, you know, things that I'm picking up on or seeing or feeling, and then just write it out, you know, until I can heal myself, and then... Then, you know, you can take it on to the next level and work on other things. But it's really important for you to know how it feels to you. Because then when you start using those different frequencies or energies or techniques, um, you'll know exactly when it opens up, you'll know exactly what the person's dealing with. 
because you've already been there. So physician, heal thyself. You can't, you know, you shouldn't heal other people till you heal yourself. And we are all the physician. You know, we, we are all the conductors of the force, you know, of the creator and all, all nature and all life, you know, has this, um, has these energies and this is why plants love to grow to next to each other they because they're vibing you know each one of them brings a different kind of energy field and a flavor and different nutrients and and all of these different things you know so um you know you're just dealing with the most natural energy which is that of you know Bridget, question. Bridget, yeah. I have a question. Lonnie, thanks for the call. We're going to keep it moving. Thanks for the call, Lonnie. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's good advice, Bridget. Thank you very much. All right. Thank, thanks, Lonnie. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Uh, I was in this business like you're doing now, years and years and years ago. Of course, I told you I was with the Dong Han guy, uh, one of the top healers probably in the, here on, on this plane right now. And so this was kind of like my world. And I remember once meeting one of the Fiji healers uh, from Fiji. And he had his entourage, two, three assistants that would travel with him. And he never, ever, ever carried a cell phone. He had always those in the possession of his entourage. He never, ever touched a cell phone. Do you find that the electrical energy coming off of current modern devices are impediments to people's health and well-being? Well, I mean, whatever you're giving your attention to, your attention is flowing there. So is it, is it you intentionalizing how you want to live your life, being in the present moment, going with the flow, or are you going to be spending your attention with something else that's controlling that activity? So, I mean, for me, you know, like I, you know, have to work with them because this is how the world works. This is part of my work. I do online work as well. Mm. Um, and I've learned to, let's just say there are sometimes things that come through the computer, right? Um, and I, when the computer starts, those things start coming through the system. I'll call them like Agent Smith kind of stuff. Um, and I can feel like certain kinds of energies and, um, I, cause I have friends that have been, electronically, you know, digitally stroked um, from their phones and their computers because they were doing certain kinds of work. And somehow they sent, you know, some kind of signal through the phone that actually caused them, you know, to have a stroke. So, you know, they can, the, this technology and the AI that's in it, I think if people are going to use phones and stuff like that, that they should talk to the AI, that they should have a relationship with that AI technology and, and teach it to be friends to the human. You know what I mean? And maybe actually even produce frequencies, um, help to develop the AI so it works in benefit of us for the greater good. That's kind of – so I think if you are going to use that technology, you should talk to the spirits in it <laughs> and you should like find the good ones and have a good relationship and help to build that. You know, Rudolf Steiner talked a lot about, um, you know, when we're not in fear, we can kind of be in this balanced flow of energy. And when we're creating things from that, it actually changes like the future, you know, future outcomes. Whether, you know, anything positive happens in your life, you know, or, or not, but to do it, you know, for, for future outcome. And he talked a lot before he was murdered by the Dark Brotherhood, a lot about the, the technology battles that were going on and that it will persist. He saw it in the Akashic records that it will persist. 
and that, you know, kind of places that we need to be emotionally and psychologically and, um, and all his stuff is available free all on the internet. He gave over 4,000 lectures, um, highly recommend biodynamic farming and all of his agricultural work because it is the top of the food chain. It's like, it's, it's the most amazing homeopathic remedies and teaches everybody how to make them and how to utilize them and how, you know, to heal the soil and the soil health will heal everything. Everything's sick. And that's another thing back to the caller, like you're using a machine, you know, to get what you need and what you need is outside. <laughs> it's in the, it's in the forest. It's out there in the desert. It's in the trees. It's in the river that's flowing, you know, it's in, that's, you know, that's the energy you want. That's the energy you should move towards. And how long have you been practicing in this type of uh, business? Um, well, close to 30 years, but I grew up in a family with my, on my mother's side that were healers. Um, my grandmother, my mom's mom, she was actually a, uh, exorcist and prophet. So, um, you know, I, I have kind of a long history with, I don't know, um, just with all of it. So for money, probably maybe like close to 30 years I've been working on and people. Some- and I work on animals. <laughs> and I also do environments. Yeah. That's, so if somebody wants animals. to reach out to you, says so we're running out of time here. If somebody wants to reach out to you for any of your service, how would they do that? I mean, obviously, uh, the, there's people that need assistance all the time. So how would people reach out to you? Um, well, they can email me um, consciousness of economics at gmail dot com. Um, also, my website coe-llc.com um, has all that kind of information, information about me. And then I'm on Facebook, Bridget Lindell Goff on Facebook too. But yeah, so those are, I'm not a big telephone person. So um, usually if people call me and leave a message, it'll take me a really long time to get back to you. So it's way better to deal with me by email or social media. Okay, very good. And what is your, what do you consider your specialty? Your, your real specialty? Do you have a specialty? Mm, I think, um, I don't know. I think probably the energetic arts, the energetic medicine, um, is kind of where, where I really thrive. But I've had a lot of beautiful, incredible, you know, native, um, teachers who have really helped me along down that road. Are you, um, are you, are you able to like, you know, eat a herb for instance and understand its energetical value? Well, let me tell you a really quick story. Um, I finally finished a, um, six month wild crafting herbal medicine program where we went out in nature and collect herbs and, you know, had to make medicines like emergency type medicines, you know, like Johnny on the spot learned a lot of different things. And on one of these walks, my teacher would pull off leaves of stuff that we could eat and also, you know, check out plants out in the Sierra Nevadas. And she had taken the leaves off this um, Angelica and the root is used by native people for ceremony and dance, you know, because it helps them to get through, you know, five days of dancing straight without eating or drinking water because it can, it helps with, um, um, you know, um, energy and, um, 
endurance and, you know, catching your breath. So she gave me the Leafs and I macerated them and I put them in my bra, you know, kind of like where it's warm because this is where I test dry plants for myself. And about 40 minutes later, I started coughing and everybody was like super concerned with, you know, me coughing in the group. I mean, I was like choking to death um, for like 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden I coughed up like this, you know, major fur ball. And my voice was pretty thrashed for a couple hours. But I went back through my notes on the walk that we had been on for two hours. And there wasn't anything that I could find that I would have ingested that would have caused some kind of lung activity. And then the one thing that I saw was the angelical to catch your breath. And so afterwards, I asked my teacher, I said, do you think it could have been just the Angelica touching my skin in my field? And um, she said, well, what side was it on? It was on the left side. She said, well, where did you feel like the lung activity really taking place? And I said, on the left side. And she said, well, maybe it was releasing something energetically that was blocking you, making you sick too physically, but really blocking you. Um, and that you were able to release it so that you could catch your breath, you know, what's been going on in your life. And so I think you can. I think that they want to have relationships. They'll talk to you, too. Um, you'll hear them. Like, you, you won't know. Once you start going out and looking at plants and touching them and just monitoring them and visiting them, um, they'll teach you a lot of things about a lot of things. <laughs> All right, very good. Everybody, that is it. That was Bridget Lynn Dolgoff again, an osteopathic alternative practitioner. Catcher Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, carrying stones and digging holes to cultivate consciousness. Bridget, thanks so much. Thanks, Dennis. All right, take care, everybody. See you guys Thursday inside the ILI Prime Time. Good night, everybody.